There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh. It is November 15th, 2022. And, uh, yeah, we got a big announcement coming up tonight, don't we? Donald Trump making an announcement that everybody is talking about. Everybody is wondering what Donald Trump is going to say, if this is going to be an announcement for his 2024 candidacy for president, or if this is going to be something completely different, uh, something like my fellow Americans. The storm is upon us. Something of that nature. Maybe maybe a drop of some information. Maybe telling us a little bit more about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Maybe they set a trap during the midterm elections and they have it all. I don't know. We're going to see tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be live on my podcast, The Daily Dose, uh, on uh, redpills.tv. If you guys are interested, we're going to be uh, tuning in to Donald Trump when he comes on. And we'll be talking about what's going on, what's happening. Now, if he comes out and he just announces his candidacy for presidency, um, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment within the, the MAGA realm, within the truth movement and everything. And the reason I say that is because many of us just witnessed rampant voter fraud through multiple states during this midterm election. Now, yeah, we're, we're, we're saying that we don't have... Um, you know, I, I don't have evidence right in my hand, but we have multiple allegations. We have multiple pieces of evidence that show us mathematically, statistically, that this happened. Uh, we had people who were watching this with digital tools who were, were tracking the number of ballots, the number of votes, the districts, the regions, which showed conclusively that Carrie Lake should have won and she didn't. And I said that she was not going to win because obviously we know what was at stake there. That, that the deep state, they could not let Carrie Lake win. They couldn't let Doug Mastriano win. They couldn't let Lee Zeldin win. Um, if they did, well, they were going to have some massive problems. Um, but it is looking like the Republicans are going to take Congress. We are at 217 out of the 218 needed for House Majority. Um, this is actually a good thing, although we do have a uh, an infestation of rhinos and establishment Republicans within that Congress. But I think what we can potentially see is we could see some investigations come about. The House Intelligence Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, uh, these types of things. And these investigations could really unravel a lot of what has been happening. Now, I would really like to see when the Congress, the House of Representatives, gets in in January 3rd is investigations into the 2020 election, investigations into the 2022 midterm elections, and voter fraud be completely unraveled. Not only that, as we have the potential now for, with the House of Representatives being controlled by the Republican, for things like voter ID laws. This could be great, as well as various different laws that come down. Now, I know that the voter laws are regulated by the states. This is through the 10th Amendment. But there could be a proposition out there to get rid of mail-in balloting. Um, or even the integration of the post office's um, blockchain voting system, which would be a complete renovation of our voting system here in the United States of America. But we have major, major advancement, in my opinion, 
Um, Patriots in Arizona are calling for a new legitimate midterm election on December 6th. Um, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs should have recused herself due to her running for governor in this election, but her conflict of interest was ignored. What's interesting is that the election results will have to be certified. So her election results for winning the election will have to be certified by her. That That's, that's not good. <laughs> that, um, well, that is the system that we live in right now. The same people involved in the uncertifiable 2020 election were also involved in this election. They should have been removed. The systems are the same systems with still unanswered questions from 2020. As a result, a group of citizens in Arizona released a statement last night calling for a new election. They request that this election in the state be held on December 6th. Uh, three strikes for Secretary Hobbs as Maricopa County officials in Maricopa County are actively obstructing the will of the Arizona voters between the ballot stuffing via drawer three, which we knew happened, the 30 percent voting machine failures on Election Day and the unexplained extended ballot counting. The election in Arizona cannot be trusted. Enough is enough. Arizona citizens no longer trust officials to count the votes of Arizonans with fidelity. The track record of incompetence and obstruction by Arizona's election officials and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs over the course of multiple elections proves they're untrustworthy. We, the people of Arizona, deserve better and we demand better. Demands for remedy. We immediately demand the following. A special master assigned to oversee Arizona elections, removing Katie Hobbs, Bill Gates, and Steve Ricker from election oversight. Conduct a new election in Arizona on December 6, 2022. In-person voting, paper ballots, identification required, precinct-level hand counting of ballots on December 6, 2022. Ballots counted at the precinct will be sealed and transported by the county sheriff to a secure location. Complete election process transparency. Arizona citizens demand election officials agree to these terms by close business on Friday, November 18th, 2022. If these demands for a new election are refused, Arizona citizens joined by American citizens from across the country will peacefully descend on Arizona until a new election is conducted. Elections belong to the people. Conduct a real midterm now. Now, this is a bold statement. And we could see a lot of fireworks coming from this because we know Maricopa County is not going to respond to this nicely. They're just going to say, eh, not happening. We stole the election. We're going to keep the election, and that's what they're going to do. So this is what I've been saying was going to happen. I've been saying that Maricopa County, Kerry Lake is going to lose. Kerry Lake is not going to be governor because we know what was at stake here for the deep state. They could never, ever give up power. They cannot let an election, quote unquote, denier somebody in there who's going to investigate 2020, who's going to investigate 2022. you got to remember, Doug Mastriano and Kerry Lake both were election deniers that said they're going to investigate 2020 and overturn the election if they found evidence of tampering or um, election fraud, which, if that's the case, everything unravels for the Democrats. And I said that they cannot give up power at that level. And this is exactly what happened. They took the election from Kerry Lake, and now we're going to see the fallout because Arizonans, you got to remember, Arizonans were, were armed, armed, guarding ballot boxes, waiting for people to stuff the ballot boxes. But it appears that they didn't stuff the ballot boxes at the ballots. They, they stuffed them directly in um, vote, on voting day, right? Basically, how they did it is... People were having problems with the machines, right? So you put your ballot in, it spits it out. Put your ballot in, it spits it out. Well, that's the same problem that you had in New York State, isn't it? Interesting enough. And what they did is they threw these ballots into bags and then took these bags back to the election tabulation area, counting area, to be counted. 
The question is, is what happened to those ballots? The question is, is where was the oversight of the chain of custody of those ballots? And this is what they're contesting a lot of. So we're going to see some fallout from this because I believe that Maricopa County is just going to say, nope, not happening. Arizona is going to say, nope, not happening. And we're going to see some fireworks, I, I think, by Friday. Potentially even, you know, patriots descending on Arizona and peacefully, peacefully protesting. And I bet you'll have millions in turnout. Now, imagine that. Think about if you had like 1.5 million people turn out in Arizona where Katie Hobbs only got or sorry, Carrie Lake got less than 1.2 million votes. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, The markets are doing pretty well today. Um, This is uh, a warning sign for you. (laughs) So we have to understand that. Right now, we are in the midst of massive market manipulation. This is no longer dominated by supply and demand protocols. We have a market dynamic that is completely funded by a centralized bank. The centralized bank goes in there. They inflate costs and prices. They raise interest rates. But they also do something known as quantitative easing, okay, or, or the opposite of which. And they do this to control the economic flow. Now, that's not how a capitalistic society works. A capitalism is supposed to operate by the supply, the system, the market system, the free market system, supply and demand, what the people truly want to buy, purchase, so on and so forth. But that's unfortunately not what we get here in our modern day system. And, you know, the G20 summit is going on right now and Klaus Schwab went in front of the G20 summit and he talked about how we need to restructure the whole global community, politically, socially, and economically. And he said, in the midst of doing this, what you're going to find is you're going to find defragmentation. You're going to find fragmentation of the global community, politically, socially, and economically. And he says, it's going to be a long process, but it's going to happen. We're moving towards that right now. And these are the people pushing this agenda. So this is a warning sign that it's coming down the road, that these people are pushing this radical ESG, DEI, public-private partnership agenda, which is nothing more than communism in disguise. So we're watching the markets. We should have Dr. Kirk Elliott on with us tomorrow. There's a potential that I will not be here tomorrow. I'm going to try to see if we can get someone to fill in for us. Um, And the reason I say that is because I'm moving this week. I'm moving to Minnesota this week. I have my movers coming tomorrow, uh, which are going to completely tear down my whole house Uh, It's going to be difficult to stream or do anything like that while they're here. um, They're going to have to take my table, too. So I'm going to be, you know, when I do stream at night, it's going to be from a small little table. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? 
go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Where we're moving on. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. Man, I got a little bit of feedback on that, mic. I'll move that thing away from me. The cover-up has begun. Investigators at the Department of Justice Corrupt Southern District of New York are investigating FTX. Now, we, we talked about this a little bit this week, FTX. If you don't know how this worked, it, it's pretty complex situation. But um, think about it this way, is that the FTX founder, which goes by the uh, the acronym name SBF, and that's Sam Bankman-Fried, um, filed for bankruptcy after embezzling billions of dollars of users' monies to shell companies, which distributed that money to God knows where. Um, but he did donate $27 million to the Democrats' midterm election, which was not even his money. It was users' money. So there is going to be some ca- campaign um, finance laws that are going to be integrated into this. Uh, I highly doubt that the Southern District of New York is going to do anything about this. But the real question, and this is what you're seeing all over the mainstream media, we were some of the first ones to report on this on Twitter, was, uh, and nobody's really getting the right story, that's the funny thing, is Ukraine's involvement in FTX. Ukraine actually had a financial investment in uh, FTX. And this comes about because Ukraine legalized cryptocurrency back in 2021 and then built out their own crypto infrastructure, basically in exchange for them to use to transact cryptocurrency within their own governmental systems. And it happened through the Bank of Ukraine. Now, the Bank of Ukraine utilized what's known as APIs. These are kind of like sub-programs that connect other programs into their platforms. Use FTX's APIs to develop the banks and the wallets needed to basically handle cryptocurrency transactions. And to do that, well, you would have to purchase a certain amount of funds of cryptocurrency and keep them in there, as well as they don't, they, uh, they, they received over $100 million worth of crypto donations from a charity that FTX actually set up for them. And so what we're seeing here, potentially is U.S. taxpayer dollars going into the Bank of Ukraine, Ukraine buying 
cryptocurrency with that. That's showing a positive balance on their FTX website or their FTX wallets. And then Sam Bankman-Fried going out there, taking the actual real cash, giving it to the Democrats, well, basically cooking the books on the FTX side. And this is massive money laundering. To give you an idea is that Ukraine is the money laundering capital of the world. Money laundering has been going on in Ukraine for a very, very long time. And typically the money laundering in Ukraine is directly connected with human trafficking, child sex trafficking, um, drug trafficking, as well as other illicit activities. So really interesting there. We're going to keep you updated on that story. We know that uh, what they're doing right now is since they're sending to the Southern District of New York, that this is going to be um, buried. And it's got to be up to the people like you and me and everybody else out there to make sure that this doesn't get buried, to keep on reporting on the story, to keep the story fresh. Now, I'm moving to Minnesota. Kind of interesting. Um, I'm moving to a conservative area that has a rhino Republican congressman by the name of Tom Emmer. Now, Tom Emmer is in the District 6 of Minnesota, and he's pushing ESG LGBTQ agenda as he's trying to get the House Majority Whip. Now, I don't like this idea. Um, I'm not a fan of Tom Emmer. Um, and he's a House Republican. He's, he's going for House Republican leadership. He has voted for legislation that advanced environmental social government initiatives and has received massive funding from Wall Street giant BlackRock. Um, Emmer said last week he is running for House Majority Whip. This follows after he led the National Republican Congressional Committee to an underwhelming midterm performance to take back House Majority from Speaker Nancy Pelosi. At the House, Republicans considered Emmer and other congressional Republican credentials for House Republican leadership. Many conservatives and others have raised issues with Emmer's political agenda. Emmer, a member of the House Financial Services Committee, has received $5,000 this cycle from BlackRock, the largest world's largest asset manager. Under Emmer, BlackRock donated 15000 to the NRCC. In contrast, current members of House Republican leadership, including House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, House Republican Whip Steve Scalise, House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik, and Republican Policy Committee Chair Gary Palmer, have not received donations from BlackRock this cycle. To note BlackRock's influence, the Wall Street asset manager has donated 43.3% of House Republican candidates and 56.53% of House Democrat candidates. BlackRock is one of the proponents of ESG, which is a financial regulation that is being pushed out by the World Economic Forum into these large financial institutions, which basically, basically comes down with what we can call trickle-down economics. And so ESG gets implemented in these large financial institutions, and basically all the lending that comes out of these large financial institutions into smaller, lower financial institutions and corporations have to abide by ESG standardization. Now, things of ESG standardization basically give you a score rated on various different aspects. Your environmental component which can be your carbon emissions, which can be how well you're treating the planet, climate change, all this stuff. The social aspect of this, which basically derives into what we call DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, how many people of uh, diverse minorities that you're, uh, you're bringing into your company, how you're, how you're hiring. So people are no longer hiring pertaining to skills necessary for the job set, but instead based upon your skin color, which is a whole new level of, uh, of racism in the workplace, in, in my opinion. I think that that corporations and businesses should hire people who are best qualified for the position, not best qualified dependent upon their race. 
And then you also have governance, which basically brings about what the World Economic Forum calls public-private partnerships, which is just a nice little word for communism. Now, it's communism because it's public. If it was private government and business partnerships, that's fascism. <laughs> and so Emmer is my, my congressman. Now, I, I don't know. I got to research some things when I get to Minnesota. But there is potential if I open up this show in Minnesota over the next year, there's potential that I would run for that seat um, down the road. So just an FYI for anybody in Minnesota listening. Um, I I was actually going to run for Congress here against uh, Jason Crow in Colorado's District 6 because Colorado traditionally has very, very weak Republican candidates because the Republican Party here in Colorado is controlled 100% by the Democrat Party. Um, they're all basically rhinos in disguise except for a select few, Buck and, and Boebert. But in Minnesota, I'm going to get heavily involved within the Republican Party and I'm potentially going to think about contesting Tom Emmer's, Tom Emmer's run in uh, 2024. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think that uh, if I had a good audience out there and had a lot of uh, public response, I think I could do it, especially since I do know other political candidates in Minnesota. Um, Dr. Scott Jensen is uh, someone that I do know it very well and uh, has uh, recommended that I can come up and, and talk and get into the Republican Party out there. So I think there's a good potential to take out Tom Emmer. Uh, in District 6, Minnesota. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything yet. I have to get out there. I have to weigh everything. I have to see the requirements in Minnesota. But I, I've thought about it. I've definitely thought about it. The reason I didn't run here in Colorado is because, well, <laughs> let's just say that um, we were moving. I knew we were moving. There's a lot of things happening, and it just wasn't going to work for me. So, And Colorado is corrupt beyond anything you can ever imagine. All right. Let's see here. California announces end of daytime police patrol citing catastrophic staffing issues. The county in Northern California announced that it will end daytime police patrols due to catastrophic staffing issues in its police department. Uh, Tahama County Sheriff's Office said it will suspend the daytime patrols to its designated areas of responsibility within Tahama County on November 20th. It explains this added reduction of services is necessary to manage its catastrophic staffing shortages throughout the agency. California is one of those states out there that has massively cut the police and law enforcement budget as well as manpower. And you can see this as a result of the skyrocketing crime that is going throughout all of the large liberal sanctuary cities within California, people in San Francisco basically empty their cars out when they take them to work, leave the doors unlocked and the windows down so that if they are broken into, no one damages their car. A pretty crazy place to live if that's what you have to do. And, uh, you know, this is one of the big problems with the radical liberal governors is they want to remove the police force. Why? Why? Well, if you remember something that I've talked about called the global firestorm event, one of the parts of that was social and cultural destabilization. In the social destabilization, one of the things that you do is you reduce the police force and the budgetary requirements on that police force, which basically will cause 
criminals to do more crime. On the second part of this, attorney generals and governors start releasing prisoners from jail, reducing sentencing and not sentencing, you know, violent criminals to long periods of time in the in the prison system, reducing the prison population and basically putting those people back on the streets, increasing crime within those neighborhoods. Now, you put those two things together and you have exactly what you're seeing in California right now. And what that does is that basically brings crime to the rural neighborhoods and starts to produce societal collapse because that's called a color revolution. It's exactly what we've seen in color revolutions before. We've seen these in third world countries. This, This game plan, this MO has been used before and it'll be used again. Uh, wow, already another break. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight show. And uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, also known as Pocahontas, uh, she has put out a tweet yesterday. She says, let's be clear. President Biden has legal authority to cancel student debt. Republican officials need to get out of the way so Americans can get this much needed relief. Um, Well, it's funny because uh, obviously the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has blocked this, but also Twitter fact checked this. Experts disagree on whether the president can authorize widespread debt cancellation through executive order. Now, the president's powers come through Article 2 of the United States Constitution and nowhere in there does it give the president of the United States any authority whatsoever to do anything pertaining to debt cancellation or in the sense of changing the the laws of Congress. That's obviously the system of checks and balances that we have in the United States Constitution. And so it would be up to Congress to actually pass something like that, not the president. And what they're really doing is we're seeing that Joe Biden's student debt loan relief program that he signed in the executive order in September right before the elections was nothing more than a political stunt. Nancy Pelosi, two years ago, said that President Donald Trump cannot cancel student debt loans through executive order. That has to go through Congress, and Congress is the one sole one that has the authority to do that. And then Joe Biden tried it, and all the Democrats are like, yeah, he can do that. Absolutely he can do No, he can't. It's unconstitutional. He doesn't have the power of authority. But so what we see is this actually, are you ready for this one? The fact that the Democrats allowed that to happen, that Joe Biden signed that executive order, that they proposed that he do an executive order, knowing well that he could not, that it was unconstitutional, means that it was a political stunt, which means it was also election interference. And how much of this are we going to see everywhere, right? Election interference all over the place. All right. Ukraine, 
uh, calls out Russia wants to pause to replenish its forces. But this just isn't true. It's just nothing more than propaganda we're seeing come out of Ukraine. And look, I'm not against, I'm not for or against Ukraine. I'm not for or against Russia. Um, there are governmental factions in both places that are downright evil. There are good people in both places that are good people. What we're seeing here is that Ukraine is the headquarters, the capital place, the capital city for the globalist, the deep states. This is where they're laundering money with FTX and all these other things. Russia knows this and Russia is going after them. Russia is forming their own global order right now. Do I agree with that? No. But is that better than the Western global order? Well, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they rise up against the Western global order, and they start to transition this world into a different movement. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think that the American people need to be isolationists. A lot what, like what, what Dr. Ron Paul, former congressman and presidential candidate, used to talk about, is that we need to bring all of our military home. We need to come in. We need to start putting taxes on our imports and our exports. We need to go out there and get a flat tax, get rid of the income tax. We need to get rid of the Federal Reserve. We need to audit our money system. We need to reduce our national debt. These are the things that we need to do in this country and forget about even thinking about the global community at the moment. We don't need to think about the global community. We need to help ourselves here at home. We got record homeless. We got record things happening throughout this country, you know, record division, so forth. So, which is interesting, going back to Russia and Ukraine, is Ukraine has had an offensive where they went in the Kursian. And Kursian is the one province right next to Crimea, which was annexed in 2014 by Russia. Now, this is a, uh, a supply haven for Russia. This is one of their main entry points into Ukraine for supplies, munitions, uh, soldiers, so on and so forth. And so by taking over Kursian, you basically cut off that flow into Ukraine. Now, the rumor was is Ukraine was going to move in towards Crimea and try to take it back. Now, Russia had basically retreated back to very specific rivers in Kursian. Now, this looked like they were actually retreating because of Ukraine's offensive, but Ukraine's offensive was mild at best, and Russia really had no losses at all, but still retreated back. The reason they retreated back is because of what happened today. Russia launched around 100 missiles on Ukraine, including Kiev, hitting key military targets as well as energy infrastructure. And the reason they're doing this is because winter's coming. And Russia is taking out the energy infrastructure all throughout Ukraine, which means that their people are going to be cold, they're going to be freezing, and that Ukraine eventually will have to pull back its military forces to deal with unruly people who are cold and who are hungry, who don't have energy, they're going to have to pull back their their monetization of the war effort to start rebuilding their energy infrastructure. And basically what they're trying to do, at least in Russia, is get Ukraine to acquiesce, to get Ukraine to surrender those territories without putting a full-fronted war in place. And Russia is doing an incredible job militaristically of doing this. If they keep on hammering these key military components as well as energy infrastructure, you Ukraine's going to have no choice but to retreat back with their tail under their legs and say, we surrender, go ahead, take it, we're done, or come to the table and negotiate a peace talk. And I think that that's what you're probably going to see here in the next few weeks as winter begins to uh, bury in in Ukraine. 
um, as well as Ukraine is one of the main components of energy throughout all of Europe. And NATO nations could take this as a threat, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. If we were going to, if we were going to see something like that happen, I think it would have happened already. But if it, this does get too bad for the UK and other uh, European nations, as well as US and NATO, I think we could see some type of intervention more so than what we've already seen. A new survey conducted by Harmony Health IT finds that millions of young adults are dealing with new mental health problems that were brought on during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Pew Research Center, Generation Z represents a generation born between 1997 and 2012, which encompasses approximately 68 million young people ages 10 to 25. The latest survey finds that 42% of Generation Z now struggle with mental health problems, and many of these issues are treated with daily therapy and medication. These problems include anxiety disorders, attention deficit hyperactivity disorders, depression, post-traumatic stress disorders. 80% deal with bouts of depression and 90% deal with anxiety on a daily basis. Loneliness, uncertainty, anxiety, and depression now grip most of these young Americans. Now, what's interesting about those psychological issues is they produce a level of vulnerability within the human psyche, making them more prone to external influence and manipulation. Wow, isn't that exactly how the Democrats feed off of our youth and basically indoctrinate them into their radical ideologies? I think so. Makes sense, doesn't it? Um, this is new. Italy's deputy health minister is now questioning COVID vaccines. The deputy health minister in Italy's new far-right government sparked controversy Tuesday after stating there was no proof that vaccines against COVID-19 actually work. Asked on television if Italy would have recorded even more COVID-related deaths had it not been vaccines, Marcello Gemato responded, We do not have the reverse burden of proof. But I'm not falling into the trap of taking sides for or against the vaccine, the undersecretary told the broadcaster Ray, while denouncing the ideological approach of previous governments, Mario Draghi, towards the COVID crisis. As a deputy from the Brothers of Italy, the right-wing party led by Prime Minister Giorgia Milani, the pharmacist by profession, opposed Italy's so-called coronavirus green pass as proof of vaccination required to access most public spaces. Now, this is interesting because right now we have the G20 summit going on. Today, the Prime Minister of Indonesia came forth and called for sweeping global change and vaccine or health passports globally issued by the WHO through protocols issued by the WHO for every nation within the G20. And he said that specifically that we need this before the next pandemic. He wasn't saying that in case there's another pandemic. He said we need this before the next pandemic, which he sees coming very, very soon. He said that we need to be able to not restrict the travel of citizens and these health passes would be a great way to do that. And if you're not vaccinated, guess what? You can't travel. This is the global tyranny that is occurring right now. This is the global tyranny that is unfolding. The new world order is in full effect. It is here. It's not coming. It is gra grasping its grips into the world, the economy, social, political, structural. It's here, and it's not giving up without a fight. All right, what else we got here? 
few other pieces of news here. We have CIA director met Russian spy chief in Turkey, warns against the use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Former CIA director William Burns met in Ankara, Turkey, Monday with Russia's SVR chief Sergei Nurashkin to warn against the use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine and to discuss Americans being held in Russia, according to Biden officials. Oh, this is actually acting director. The meeting comes a month after Joe Biden warned the U.S. was on the brink of nuclear Armageddon with Russia over Ukraine. CNN's Natasha Bertrand reported on the spin on the meeting. New CIA Director Bill Burns is meeting with his Russian counterpart, Sergei, in Ankara to discuss detained U.S. citizens and nuclear risk. NSC spokesperson tells me, confirming uh, Commerçant, Spox emphasizes Though that Bush is not conducting negotiations of any kind, he is not discussing settlement of the war in Ukraine as well. Spokesman says he is conveying a message on the consequences of the use of nuclear weapons by Russia and risk that of escalation to strategic stability. He will also raise the cases of unjustly detained American citizens. Now, those American citizens who are detained were fighting in the war with Ukraine, who went there voluntarily or who were working with military operations, special operations communities or even clandestine services to help fight, train and uh, take out Russian soldiers, which Russia has said many times to the international community, don't do this or there will be consequences. Here's the consequences. Now, Russia, I don't think, is going to be utilizing nuclear weapons any soon, but this is rhetoric produced by the Biden administration, which we believe is going to be some type of a flat, false flag operation setting up Russia for NATO involvement. We'll see, though. We're going to take a quick break. Be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And a reminder out there that we are live streaming right now on darkdelightradio.com. This is a a way to help support the Dark Delight Show, the Red Pill Project. The best way to get there and get access to that is redpillproject.locals.com. Now, if you are one of the people that are a subscriber on redpillproject.locals.com and you are having problems with the stream, please send me a private message. Um, If the stream is cutting out on you, if it's not playing on the website or whatever it might be, let me know and I can get you all taken care of. And we'll investigate the problems. We are still working out a lot of the bugs for this, and uh, we're going to be advancing this as we progress. But much appreciated for all the supporters out there with this as well. So what do we have here? We uh, Have you guys seen these climate activist groups in the UK that are going out there and protesting petroleum use and oil and gas companies and banks that fund them and all this other stuff. It's quite interesting because they go out there, they get petroleum-based paint. They go out there, buy petroleum-based paint. They throw it on the windows of banks who are basically funding oil and gas companies. And then the banks call somebody in to come utilize petroleum-based products to clean it up. I mean, do they not see the ignorance and the irony of that? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, revealed top Maricopa County election official donated the far left resistant group. Patriot takes is a hybrid pack that describes itself on Twitter as a dedicated research, monitoring and exposing right wing extremism, extremism and other threats to democracy. On Monday, it was revealed that top Maricopa County election official Stephen Ricker, who helped to oversee elections in Arizona, donated to the far left resistance group. Patriot Takes is a hybrid that describes itself as dedicated research and monitoring and exposing right-wing extremism and other threats to democracy. And uh, we're seeing right here that he's donated only a $40 or so forth, but it just shows his support for this. And, you know, the fact that we have... Maybe that's the problem is Matt Getz was talking about Congressman Matt Getz was talking about yesterday is that we need to remove the money influence from Congress. And he said when the Democrat, when the Republican controlled Congress comes in, he's going to introduce a bill with Democrat support that he already has to remove remove the lobby support of congressmen, where Congress can no longer take kickbacks or money from the lobby. This is a beautiful thing. I support Matt Gates on this. We actually have to shut down the whole lobby. We need to get rid of it altogether. Just get rid of them, ban it, that there can be no foreign corporate business influence or special interest whatsoever in our politicians' life. The only people that should be able to influence our politicians are American citizens, are the voters. That's it, period, done. But that's not the case, and for a very long time, for a very long time, this is the problem that we're seeing with this country is that a foreign government has more say, more control over your politicians than a whole group of constituents. And that's not right in any way, shape or form. All right. 
so some some new reports here. This is actually from the Guardian. Humans could face reprodu- reproductive crisis as sperm count declines. The study is finding global figures suggest st- sperm concentration has halved in forty years. The rate of decline is accelerating. Humans will go extinct. Humans could face potential reproductive crisis if action is not taken to tackle a drop in sperm crown. The study published in the Journal of Human Reproduction updated based on 153 estimates from men who were probably unaware of their fertility suggested that the average sperm concentration fell from an estimated 101.2 milliliters per uh, m's per milliliter to 49 m per milliliter between 1973 and 2018 the drop of 51.6% total sperm counts fell by 62.3% during the same period researchers at the same team reported in 2017 found that sperm concentrations had more than halved in the last 40 years at the lack of data in other parts of the world meant the findings were focused on regions and companies in Europe North America and Australia and a lot of this has been attributed from the research that we've found to microplastics that were actually put within foods and drinks and beverages. And these microplastics basically hinder the testosterone production within the body. Um, and this has been happening since the 70s. And this is one of the main reasons for health decline as well within the United States, Europe, and these other Western nations. Now, if this does continue within the next 100 years, we're going to see massive population crisis here in the United States of America as well as globally. And this could be a, uh, a very, very bad type of extinction-level event. Now, we know globalists for the longest time, they're eugenicists. They've talked about depopulating the world. And here you go. They've basically been poisoning you, me, and everybody else for a very long time to depopulate the world. That's what they do. That's who they are. That's what the COVID vaccine was all about. And uh, now we're starting to see the effects of it. But it's actually coming to the surface, which is good. That that researchers are starting to discover that this is actually happening. And they will hopefully unveil the causes of what caused it and point the finger at these globalist corporations and so forth who did this. Now, we're expected to believe that the Democrats just had this blue wave that swept over the United States of America. The same thing that happened in 2018. And uh, while Republicans are out there screaming election fraud, think about this. Only 9% believe America is on the right track in the latest poll. Biden's approval rating is a dismal 39% days after he scores the greatest midterm election in decades. Think about this. So the Democrats have lost only eight seats so far. They're not going to take control of the House, but they only lost eight seats. The latest polls show that 39% of respondents approved of Joe Biden is doing good as president. Only 9% said they believe the country is heading in the right direction under Biden, with a whopping 74% saying America is on the wrong track. But somehow, somehow, with Democrats in control of Congress and Senate and the presidency, the 74% of people, which kind of is a, a statistical poll representing the rest of America, are saying the country's on the wrong track. I mean, then, then why would they vote for Democrats again in the midterms? Because <laughs> they didn't. Because we just had a massive voter fraud in elections stolen from this country. All right. So this is some good news. We have the federal judge slaps down Biden administration's bogus efforts to block deposition of alleged FBI censorship mastermind special agent Elvis Chan. 
Despite the Biden administration's efforts to block the deposition of FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan, a Louisiana federal judge just spanked Biden and Elvis will be forced to sit for a deposition. Now, they have a deposition of Anthony Fauci here at the end of the month, which is going to be quite interesting. And this case is about Louisiana and Missouri. Eric Schmidt, the attorney general there, suing the Biden administration and many other public officials about the utilization of big tech and colluding with the federal government to censor American citizens' First Amendment on social media. This is very well known. They did this, and this could have massive legal ramifications. The other people involved in this are the Biden administration, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, DOJ, Jen Psaki, Anthony Fauci, Health and Human Services, uh, Xavier Becerra, and other federal agencies of other um, agencies, as well as big tech, who are being brought into this lawsuit. Now, this is attorney generals of two states, Louisiana and Missouri, which I think we'll probably see other states start joining this lawsuit, suing the federal government for a violation of the constitutional rights of American citizens by colluding with big tech, which is a direct and egregious violation of your First Amendment right. And we know that they were setting up back-end platforms. The Department of Homeland Security was actively involved, feeding information directly into big tech and big tech feeding information back to the Biden administration. This is what they're preparing for. They're coming after us. They're going to label it disinformation propaganda, and they're going to use their whole force of the DOJ to come after us. So it's time Americans stand up, rise up, and begin to protest and push the fight back onto them. That's all we have for you, the Dark Delight Show today. Looks like tomorrow morning we're going to have Dr. Kirk Elliott, but we're going to have a co-host, well, one of my good friends, a host, a special host, Jim Price from the Jim Price Show will be uh, your host tomorrow as I'm going to be moving and getting things ready. But much love, respect, God bless you guys. Take care. We'll see you next time.